Hello and welcome to another episode of Improper Football. My name is Mark. And I am Biz, coming to you from the Queen City. Now that can't How be are you doing, Ohio. Mark? I, I'm doing well, <laughs> because I did what I needed to do this past week. I won my game. But unfortunately, we did not get the come-from-behind hero victory. Roger was not the hero that this league needed. And in fact, we did get a pretty straightforward result for what our playoff situation is. But I'm not going to take the time to talk about that. Biz, I'm going to let you talk about the playoffs. And Wow. Well, I am so... Thank you, Mark. I am honored. What more can I say? Campiones, campiones, ole, ole, ole. I, I, yes, for those who don't know, yes, I won. I won. The regular league, the regular um, season. The, regular well, season. in fairness, no, because as I, as I mentioned on many occasions, where I'm from, I've actually won. So whatever happens in the play, I mean, I, I don't really care. I, are there playoffs this year? I mean, I, I could cancel them as co If, if you look we can at this coming them. week for your sake, uh, the, the playoffs don't exist this week since you did get the bye and the number one seed. I did. Well, that, that's not really the most important thing. The most important thing is that I I won. I finished top. And um, what was my record again? I remember. Mark, can you remember? Can you can you enlighten the folks? Mm, um, you won more than one game. That's all I know. Eleven and three, and counting. I I will say I left my best win till last. Um, you you really I, did. I, I yeah, did. You, you know, Mark. in a matchup against one versus two, who came out on top? I did. I won by. I think maybe 20 points. And I think I had my highest total of the season, 163. Um, wasn't I the made, highest I made goal of the season. And in the... fact, it wasn't even that highest total of the week in our league. You weren't even the best in our league. Anyway, uh, in other news. <laughs> um, yeah, I, um, <laughs> I, I made the genius decision to play Dalvin Cook on Thursday night. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I will say, you know, the, the <laughs> improper Mark actually texted me. We're, as as anyone knows, um, improper Mark's favorite player is Ceh, oh, and yeah. um, and he decided to leave him out. He also, if anyone doesn't know about my team, at the beginning of the season, I had Brandon Ayuk, and <laughs> I put him in the first match of the season. He was god awful, absolute rubbish. Scored like less than zero, probably. You and I should have played I, him this past week. Well, I actually don't. I got rid of him after like that first week. I was just so <sighs> it, it, like, I'm done. I'm done with someone that had so high hopes. I'm done. So improper Mark picked him up, obviously, because he's a 49er fan and um, left him on the bench too. <laughs> as improper Mark said, if he had played Clyde Edwards Hilaire and Brandon Ayuk, he would have beaten me. So. Uh, karma, I'm, karma I'm doing the back. math right now. Uh, he still would not have beaten you. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, you still would have won by about six or seven points. Okay, he, fair taking enough. out his worst receiver. But you know, sport. you know yeah. what? What? What can I say? You know, talent wills out. I will say to the rest of the league. You know, people should be ashamed that you've let a Brit win the league. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, onwards and upwards. But um, how how long is the podcast an hour? I mean, I, I've got another fifty minutes to talk about my. my we can certainly wins, talk so about we can just, that. And I can maybe just we'll save you talking about more uh, for maybe some Patreon unlocks if we ever get to that point. <laughs> uh, we'll have the weekly biz 
oh gosh, what do we call it? Gloat. 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 Like? Yeah, Gloat. Yes. We're on the same. We're on the same page. We're on the same page. Yes. Yeah. Um, but so I was yeah, eleven and three for 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 anyone. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we had a couple of interesting matches this week, besides um, the the one versus two. Um, Oliver beat Spencer by point zero eight points. He did, and I was going to say, you know, when we had the lovely Spencer on our podcast, you know, he talked about the football gods, and finally, finally, the football gods spoke. To, to the heavens and allowed someone to give Spencer a taste of his own medicine and allow someone to beat him by a very small margin and Spencer finished third but yeah he qualified for the playoffs and he's got a match uh, this next week he's got a tough match this coming week and we'll talk about what the first round of the playoffs are going to look like once we get to the end of the episode uh, I also want to give a shout out to um, the Deep South Mediocres who now have four wins on the season uh, because they finished the season beating Ryan. Yes. Yeah. He is, you know, hopefully we'll get Nick on soon for the podcast, but um, yeah, congrats to Nick for finishing on a high, finishing on a win and beating a playoff team. So beating yeah. a playoff team. Yeah. Yeah. So we had two playoff teams, or I guess technically we had three playoff teams lose this past week because you beat Mark. Um, and he's a playoff team. Um, Oliver beat Spencer and Nick beat Ryan. So we have some teams that have to pick themselves up to be able to look well. Yep. yep. But let's not waste any more time uh, talking about the non-champion players in the league because we know that those don't matter right now. We can talk about the rest of the league later. As always, there is so much to talk about with the NFL. and There is indeed. There could not have been a worse time for the outbreaks to start. Um, yeah, COVID test positive just seems to be the headline that we see every single hour this week, doesn't it? Yes, I think this isn't something that is only happening in the NFL. It no. is obviously going on through pretty much every single sport worldwide, or you know, and it's happening in the Premier League. There's been a couple of matches that have already been postponed because of outbreaks. A Premier League clubs, um, certainly the Omicron variant in the UK has, has has postponed or certainly stopped some of the, you know, a lot of the the sort of outbreaks in in some of the Premier League clubs. Here, it's you know that what what did you say, Mark? There's been thirty three, thirty five, thirty seven positive tests of COVID nineteen just on Monday alone this week. Yeah, it's it's a staggering number, but. The one thing I'm going to say, I mean, I, I was, you know, Sean McVay talked about it because obviously there's been some positive cases within the Rams. And he said that, you know, these cases have been among everyone's been vaccinated um, and the positive cases have happened among the vaccinated. Which, which is there's a silver lining to that, because the, yes. the vaccination does mean that you do have a faster chance of recovery. Uh, and it exactly. also means that as exactly. long as you have two negative tests over a 24 period of time, you can still play. Exactly. Yes. Over a 24-hour period of time, you can still play. Yeah. So that means that players like Baker Mayfield, Jarvis Landry, yeah. Odell Beckham Jr., Beckham Jr. Jar- yeah. Jalen Ramsey, still play. Jonathan if, Allen, the list keeps yeah. going on. Yeah. yeah. But the thing that I'm concerned about 
is what if we get to a situation like I know that the this past week the Lions were in a situation for their game where I think that they had 18 players on their team that were in protocol. Yes. Uh, they didn't know if they would have the minimum number of players to actually field the team to play their game this past week. Yes, and that's and that's worrying if, as you say, people don't get the negative test that they that they're required in order to play. Yeah. Um, you know, I will say now that there are more. You do hear stories about false positives happening. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, there's uh, again conjecture about the LeBron James thing that happened a few weeks ago. Whether that was a you know false positive but yeah he still had to isolate for 10 days and and you know uh, there's so many different stories you hear about these things and and you you obviously just hope you know everyone's safe and everyone gets their vaccine and gets their booster when Mm. when they're eligible and yeah um hopefully it won't postpone too many games I, I certainly hope it's not, it's not going to postpone anything because at this point of the season, there's not really a place to be able to make up any games. And I know that the True. NFL's policy right now is True. if a game can't be played because one team's locker room does not have enough players to field, then it's going to be a forfeit. And yes. this time of year where there are so many teams on both conferences where they're all fighting for those last couple of wildcard spots or just even trying to see who's going to be a, a division champion... Yeah. I would hate to see that impact the actual NFL. And then even for people like us who are playing fantasy football, where let's say, for example, that you have put together this powerhouse team, but I'm just saying, like, just potentially, let's say that it happens through the Vikings locker room and then both Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook can't go. Like, mm-hmm. that's that's that would be crippling just yes. because of a situation like this, and there's nothing we can do. No, no, you're right. You're right. Um, now, this past week, I actually had my own scare within my family. Uh, I found out uh, a few days ago that my dad had a positive test. And oh, wow. Is he, my... uh, is he okay? So shortly after that, my whole family got tested. They all tested negative. And my dad hasn't left the house in a while. And those are the only people he's interacted with. So we all suspected it was a false positive. And as it turns out, it was. Okay. Okay. But as soon as you hear that somebody close to you tests positive, yes, you immediately worry. There, there is a game that I did want to bring up for this upcoming week, and I don't want to spend too much time on this, but I'm looking at the Raiders versus the Browns. And when you've got Baker Mayfield that may be out, and you've got their head coach who might be out, and their head coach is a very good head coach, you got Jarvis Landry out. Against the Raiders team that has a very, very good offense and a decent defense who's still pushing to potentially be in the playoffs, in my picks league, I was going to be just selecting the Browns to beat the Raiders. But as soon as all these tests came back, I switched my pick. Yeah, I I think you're so right about the the COVID, you know, whether it rules out certain players, it, it makes a massive difference. And, you know... Um, for the Browns, at least, it's their their starting, you know, franchise quarterback. If if he can't get two negative tests, then he's out, and you know, it's going to be a massive blow to them going against the Raiders. And they're still going; they're in the playoff hunt. So, yeah, yeah, they are yeah. one game behind since yeah. the the Ravens keep falling back and back and back. Looking at that division, the Bengals look like they're the scariest team in this division right now. Yeah, yeah, go Jamar Chase. Go Jamar Chase. Yeah. Aside from the COVID situation, one of the biggest stories that that uh, came out was was um, Urban Meyer and the Jacksonville Jags. 
As an editorial note, this episode was recorded about two hours before Urban Meyer was fired as the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. What are your thoughts on <laughs> the, the, the dysfunctional? I mean, yeah, in fact, they've always been, I mean, they've been dysfunctional for a really long time. So in, to a certain extent, it doesn't make a huge difference anyway. But um, your thoughts on some of the stories that came out this past week about Urban Meyer and him lambasting his coaches and Marvin Jones and obviously Trevor Lawrence with James Robinson, etc. cetera. He, he appears to be a coach from another different type of culture, from a different type of bygone era that's right now, that's working in a league where he's trying to have this dictatorial power where it's my way or the highway, and if you don't like it, you can get out. And that just doesn't fly in this type of culture of this type of professional workplace environment. He is arguably not the most important person in that locker room. It's going to be Trevor Lawrence. Uh, he exactly. is arguably not the voice that's in control of everything. That's Shad Khan. As much as Shad Khan has said, we're not going to hold this season against them. We're going to do these things. But it's ultimately his say. And as much right. as I haven't been impressed with what Shad Khan has done over his time as an owner, he's made a lot of good decisions over the past year as far as like, the personnel hiring and things like that, but this Urban Meyer experience just appears to be just a complete embarrassment. Did you see the report today that their kicker alleged that Urban Meyer kicked him? I, d- I did the not. Kicker was I did kicked. not. The, ki- the kicker was kicked. The kicker was kicked. Was he trying to show him how to kick, how to no, kick the ball? The boot. By, by, he gave him the boot, yeah. <laughs> Was he kicking a proper football at least? But <sighs> no, <laughs> no. Um, so here's my here's my thought. I I agree with pretty, like everything you said. That there's this. He, I think Urban Meyer has come from this. Obviously, he's one of the great college coaches of all time. Mm-hmm. But you'd like to think that he's always wanted to coach in the NFL. You'd like to think that he came thinking, okay, this is going to be different. I need to adapt. And he clearly hasn't. As you say, he's comes from this bygone. I wouldn't even say bygone, but it's this in college, the coach rules the roost. Yeah. And you, you, you hit the nail on the head where you said in the NFL, the coach doesn't rule the roost more often than not, particularly in, in teams where they have a great quarterback. It's the quarterback that is the most important person on that team. In Kansas City, Andy Reid isn't the most important person. It's Patrick Mahomes. In Green Bay, it's not Matt LaFleur. It's Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. In Tampa Bay, it's not Bruce Arians. It's Tom Brady at the moment. Mm-hmm. And in Jacksonville, it's not Urban Meyer. It's Trevor Lawrence, the guy they took with the number one overall pick. Who's yeah, obviously their future is going to, future is going to you know, is ride or die with Trevor Lawrence for the next 10 years at least. Yeah. And yet this understanding that, again, he thinks that, it's he's better than everyone in the room just doesn't fly and people have said this you know in in college and at the college level you're you are more of a teacher in and you're you're coaching young adults in the nfl you're you're coaching young men a lot of a lot of them have families and partners it's a different ball game they're not gonna they're not gonna stand for people disrespecting them and being talked down to you're just gonna say you know what I'm done with this. And the story that came out, you know, with Marvin Jones, that to all extent and purposes is one of the most mild-mannered 
respected players in the league. So for him to finally get to the end of his tether where he's going to have a go at the head coach, that shows something that is going on. And, and again, all this stuff that, you know, with Urban Meyer ha- having a go at his coaches and things like that, and you're just like, you know, the, the one thing I will say, finally I'll say is that I, I think it's, in a way, whilst it's a really, there's, an, there's let me rephrase, there are, there are, there are valid points where people might say, look, it's an experiment that, ju- that has just gone wrong. But I also think Shad Khan, you can't take someone like her mind and be like, okay, you get, you get one year, you get one season to turn this around because Jacksonville has been a horrible team for a long time. Yeah. And it, it takes time. So there is part of me that thinks, okay, at least give him maybe a couple, a, a couple of more years, a couple of more seasons to see can he get this turned around? Because I think it's too soon to say, okay, maybe he will learn from the season and be like, okay, I need to change. This needs to, I I need to adapt. And maybe things will develop from there. So I agree to that to an extent. Uh, But I also recognize that when it's obvious that the problem is the head coach and not necessarily the problem is the head coach adjusting, or trying to implement a system or trying to get the pieces in the right place, that's different. It's not like a head coach is coming in, he doesn't have really pieces to work with, and you're just waiting for everybody to grow and mature around the system you put in place. Urban Meyer right. is clearly the problem with the team. He is clearly yeah. the, the the bad egg in, in, in that organization. Mm. Yeah, and when you've that's, got that's a fair situations point. like your players are leaking stories about how terrible you are to yes. your to the rest of the team or how the head coaches or the, the assistant coaches are having their jobs threatened in a meeting. And that goes out there. I mean, these are things that you just don't do on the professional level. Hmm. There is a method of education or a method of thinking about education. Uh, and I, it, this is part of the Montessori school of thought where there are th- four different stages of your development of your brain. Um, and these, it's like ages zero through six, then seven through 12, mm. 13 through 18, 19 through 24. Your brain changes so much about how you process or what your brain or what you perceive to be important to you through those different areas of your life. Um, that you, you, it's really hard for you to sit down and focus on like, what's the professional thing to do? Or like, how am I thinking about the long term? Mm. Most of the players that are in these locker rooms have passed the age of 24, and who they are as a person has been formed. Urban Meyer is not trying to grow young men into being a professional football player. He is taking people who are professional and trying to have them fit. Yes. He's not growing people. He is part of the the equation. He's not the person making filling yes. out the equation yeah I, and i agree and I, th- I i think that again it's this idea that in education in college you're th- there is a, a hierarchical structure in education where I, i'm not but, necessarily even saying that like the system that he did is acceptable to do in college but i can see why it worked in college because you well, can have yes. threatening and commanding presence but it's if he did this in college, I, I would want investigations into Ohio. <laughs> well, State yeah, it's too. true. 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 Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens at the end of the year. So, yeah. Um, I certainly hope that, gosh, I, it, it really makes me sad 
that Lincoln Riley actually moved out to USC because I'd like to see what somebody with his forward thinking of how to play offense could do in a place like with Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. So moving from the conversation of one franchise quarterback to another, how about the resurgence of Pat Mahomes and the, the Chiefs kind of being back on track? Yeah, they've won now six on the trot, I believe. Um, I think it's and, five, but it's five or six. Okay. It's one of those two, yeah. Yeah, it was a beat down. I, I, I honestly thought it was going to be closer than that. Division game, there was a little bit tricky. Yeah, I was shocked that it kind of got as out of hand as it did. Yeah. But the game yeah, it was, started it, it was off 35 to zero. I mean, yeah. holy crap. Yeah. Um, I, I <laughs> yeah, um, I think this kind of, I mean, we talked about this a few weeks ago, whether, you know, Patrick Mahomes, whether he's having a down year or not. Certainly, he had a great game against the Raiders. Um, and yeah, they're, they're, in, they're in pole position in the AFC. So uh, I um, think the Patriots still are. Well, no, what I mean by, I don't mean pole position in terms of the number one seed. I just mean given how far back they were like at the beginning of the season that they're, they're still in a oh, position right, to right, get right. a very high seed, you know, and obviously they could still potentially get the number one yeah. seed, but they're, they're right there in the mix. Judging how, how they were just even like a month and a half ago, they are yes. arguably the most dangerous team to go against than anybody yes. else in this league. Yes. And they are a team that, you know, whether they're, whether they're in a slump or whether they're on a streak, you just don't want to play them because you know that on any given day, they're capable of doing what they did last weekend. So, Or not just this past weekend, but the past couple of years. Yeah. Like yeah. the defense has actually stepped up a lot more than people were expecting them to be. The defense yes. was a liability for the first month or so, but Chris Jones has, has, has done Chris Jones things. Uh, they're going to get back Ladarius Sneed this week. And yeah. I, I'm really, really interested to see how these last four games are going to treat them. I wouldn't be shocked if they ran the table and ended the season 13 and four. Uh, a yeah. couple things I want to point out, though. Um, I don't know how much you pay attention to SB Nation on YouTube. Uh, one of the oh. things that they popularized was their video on Scorigami a couple of years ago, if you remember that. Uh, this was a Scorigami game. Okay, you're going to have to explain that to me, because I am unaware of This score, 48-9, to is the very first time in NFL history you had a 48-9 to game. When that happens, wow. it's called Scorigami. Oh, I didn't realize that. Wow. Okay. So <clears> this, <throat> for me, score, this score has never happened before. Not in the NFL. And for wow. me, it, it's one of the most, like, you, you see these Scorigami games happen when you just see a game just completely get blown out of proportion, like 48 yeah. to, to 9. Like, you would usually see just a bunch more uh, touchdowns, but this was... Six touchdowns and two field goals for the Chiefs. Like, yeah, that's kind of crazy. And then you had the equivalent of three field goals, but it was actually a field goal and a touchdown with a missed extra point for that nine. Wow, that's that. That's really interesting. I did not know that. You see, you learn something new every day. Scorigami. Wow. Yeah. Interestingly enough, my favorite football game of all time was a Scorigami too. And if you pay attention to this podcast, it's no secret of what that is. I, I, I'm going to take, can I take a wild stab in the dark? Please do. And I'm going to just pull some random, random match random that happened. Uh, I, I'm going to guess it, it involved a team in the Pacific Northwest. It did. Or am I wrong? 
Okay, and I'm going to guess it involved a team in Colorado. Am I wrong? Okay, so by process of elimination, I'm going to guess it was the Super Bowl where where Denver thrashed Seattle by 43 to, to 8. Oh, sorry, I've got, I, I, I got That was got the that score, one. but it was clearly the other way around. Are you where sure? I the think number Denver one won defense game, destroyed they? Denver won the game? No- Yeah. Yeah, the Seattle, the number one offense of the uh, the first half of last decade, destroyed the at that point the greatest offense of all time. Denver was and they still beat a better them. team that year, but anyway, no. I mean, I, I, I historically I'm it's joking. only happened I'm once joking. where the number one overall offense has beat the number one overall defense in the Super Bowl. That's, That's where the term no, defense no. championships comes from. Yes, indeed, indeed. So continuing, on, moving on. Yes. Yeah, I think we're con- like. The o- actually, the, o- the only other thing I'm going to take away from this game, the uh, Chiefs versus the Raiders, I-, I think this was the the Raiders just underperforming. For lack of a better term, Derek Carr did not th- have his best game. No. And I th- I wouldn't be shocked if the Raiders ended up going 10-7, and 7, um, if-, if-, if they ended up winning the last few games, or yeah. if they finished something like 9-8. and eight. I yeah. think that's within their wheelhouse to do. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, I... I-, I- I thought the Raiders were, you know, division game again. I thought the Raiders were going to be up for it. They just didn't from the get go. They just weren't. They weren't there. And yeah, Chiefs just ran out and put their foot on the gas and just yeah, wasn't even yeah. It was it was over before it got started. Really. Speaking of games where we're talking about a potential MVP candidate, uh, Aaron Rodgers continuing to hold land ownership in the city of Chicago at Soldier Field. <laughs> um, I mean, everybody knows our opinion on Aaron Rodgers uh, as a, a, a off the football field, but neither <laughs> of us can question his greatness that he has on the football field itself. I mean, holy crap, this game. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was, he was fantastic. I, I, w- I will say, unlike the last game we talked about, the Bears showed up. I thought they the Bears did. The, they and did. The Bears they made it competitive well. until they the made it competitive. Quarter. They made it a game. Yeah, and you know, again, talent will out, and Green Bay has more talent, obviously, particularly at the quarterback yeah. position. And you know that they they ended up getting the win, and Aaron Rodgers was great, and uh, yeah, you know, he's still right there in the the MVP hunt, and. Uh, yeah, I, I I will say credit to the Bears though. To be, I you know I I thought the obviously I th- I, I thought Green Bay was going to win and win pretty easily, but it but it wasn't that easy. The Bears made it competitive. They they played well in parts, um, um. But you know, one team has Aaron Rodgers, the other team doesn't. So, so. well, if you were to look at that game from just the stance of the first half, and, and I know it's a complete game. I'm not going to say, well, they should have stopped at the first half. If you look right. at the first half, this this game was completely different than the way that it ended, and Justin Absolutely. Fields looked yeah. really good. No, he did. Really, yeah. really excited to see what he's going to do in the next couple of years, and for the first time in a while, I actually think they have a franchise quarterback. Uh, I, You're right. I think it's... Well, they, they've, ne- they've never really had a, a, a franchise great great quarterback even you know they had Jim McMahon you know I, I and yeah this is the first time a lot of people are saying the Bears may have finally found 
a quarterback who can take them to that next level. And he does look good. Um, yeah, he just he needs to develop. The closest thing in my lifetime that had to a franchise quarterback was Jay Cutler. You know, the guy who's just kind of meh the whole not time. Not Rex Grossman. them. Well, he did take them to a Super Bowl, but it's not because of him. It's because they had Brian Urlacher on that team. That's but Jay Cutler did lead them to a conference championship where he lost to Aaron Rodgers. Dude, that was the infamous game where he was like riding on a bike yep. in the... Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, riding on a bike rather than being on the football field. Yeah. To this day, this is, that is the only NFC championship game that Aaron Rodgers has won. I'm not necessarily willing to put money on this next statement right now, but I would not be shocked if that statistic for Aaron Rodgers changes this year. Oh, interesting. So yeah. are, you, are you picking them to be the NFC representative in the, uh, playing the finale? Most other teams that I'm looking at right now. Like the only other team that I can think of that can step in their way would either be the Cardinals or the, the Bucks. Um, and the Cardinals lost to the Packers already True. this year. Yeah, and I would be very, very surprised if Tom Brady can get Aaron Rodgers two years in a row in that same manner. Really? Okay. I mean, I actually, I, I disagree with that, but I'm not, know, like I said, I'm not seen. taking it, but yeah. I think that yeah. they have the best chance out of this conference to represent the conference. Hmm. Um, okay. Again, I wouldn't necessarily pick them, but I mean, I, if, I see Green Bay, if Green Bay has to go to Arizona, I, 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 could, I can see Arizona beating them. I, I still believe in Arizona. I mean, in some ways, that leads us to our next topic. The other, another game of the week was obviously the Monday night game. Mm-hmm. Um, Rams, Which is a cards. really good game. It was, it a, was really- a really good game. It was a really good game. You know, there's been question marks about Matthew Stafford recently, but he showed up. He played well. Rams, he showed me, up. To me, it was just two. It was two really good teams going at it, and you know the Rams got the win. I, I don't, I don't think it said to me. It didn't say that much about whether the Cardinals have stumbled and all this stuff. I mean, the Cardinals still have a great record. They're still a really good team, um, and and yeah, I mean, they were, again, they were playing a division rival, and yeah. Yeah, um, the first time that these two teams played, the Cardinals beat the Rams by seventeen points. Second time right. that they played them, they lost by a touchdown. Right. It, right. I'm not necessarily going to hold it against the Cardinals for in a week where you were getting Kyler Murray back for the, like, mm. where, where Kyler Murray was out for so long, and he might not be 100% back, but he certainly still looked fine. And DeAndre Hopkins is now out for the rest of the season with a sprained knee. Uh, he might be back right. in the well, season, that's... but he's out for the regular Yeah, but season. that's a big... I mean, yeah, that's a big blow. But but if they get him back for the postseason, then you know that's obviously a big. Um, you know, I'm sure they're going to hope. Obviously, he's fit for the postseason. But if he isn't, if he isn't fit, then that that is going to be a a massive blow to them. To see them yeah. like go forward. But yeah, I'm interested to see how the Cardinals play this coming week. They're going to be playing in Detroit. So for all intents and purposes, most people are looking at that game as like, oh, that's just going to be a like a buy for the Cardinals. But when they're out, uh, they're no, I mean, their best offensive yeah. player. And yeah. I'm not suggesting that anything else is going to happen. I mean, we know that Detroit had a hard time trying to field enough players because of COVID. Yeah. And I certainly don't want to wish anything for COVID to happen to the Cardinals. But right now, I'm just not going to be shocked if anything else pops up in the news this next week. So maybe the Lions game is a trap game. I don't think mm. it is. I still think that the Cardinals are going to take care of business. 
So and then after that, the Cardinals actually have three pretty tough games to close out the season. They're playing. Um, they're hosting the Colts, and the Colts have been one of those teams that, are like, you know what? They're not consistent, but they can beat any of the top. They teams. can, yeah. I mean, the Colts are, yeah, they're a bit like the Chargers and the Bengals, really. Yeah, but, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, then yeah. they're going to go to Dallas, and Dallas. Mm. Well, they're going to set their world on fire, or they're going to like yeah. sit in the end zone on their hands. Yeah. And then they're going to walk all over the Seahawks in the last game of the season. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of the Seahawks, I mean, obviously, the result of the week was. Um, Seattle beating Houston. Um, <laughs> the only thing we actually need to talk about. Did you about want to take games, 10 minutes? Did you want to take 10 minutes? To I'm going to take just see? 20 seconds to talk about this. And all I'm going to do is okay. say, even with Rashad Penny, having gotten two touchdowns and like 130 plus yards, it still doesn't make up for the fact that you drafted this man in the first round. Holy <laughs> crap. I'm finally glad that we got something out of him, but what a bust. We and with that, on. we can move on. So that's the NFL that we were going to be focusing on for this past week. Um, I want to take a look at this next game. Oh, looking at this coming week, Chiefs Chargers tomorrow night. That looks like it's going to be really fun. That will be a really that will be a really good game. I mean, again, two two explosive teams. Mm-hmm. You never, you almost never know really what you're going to get from the Chargers. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago when the Chargers played the Bengals. That you just, yeah, you just don't know. My money is on. It's it, in some ways it's nice this week because I have a buy. I'm not sure if I mentioned, but because I won the league, <laughs> um, I have a I have a buy this week, so I'm not actually playing, so I can actually finally um, relax and watch the games. Although. That said, I'm I'm fingers crossed there's not going to be any injuries. But I, I my my money is on the Chiefs, uh, just because the way they've been playing over the last five, six weeks. Um yeah. and, and there's just something that I I don't always trust the Chargers when they're playing a big game. Just when you think it's that whole sort of Dallas thing, just when you think they're about to ascend, they'll they'll, you know, wet the bed as you say. Um, and your thing is in a week where you don't care about how Justin Herbert or Austin Eckler play, you're I, just, I agree. You know, they can they they can just shit the bed this week. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Which will get them all fired up for the next week. I you see. See. You see how the, the, the mind, that, how the psyche the works. Yes. Yeah. I want all my players to be really rubbish this week, so yeah. that then next week they're really up for it. One other game that I, I really want to highlight there, like Seahawks is playing against the Rams. That's going to be an interesting game. Uh, you've Ooh. also got Jets and Dolphins. Cowboys at Giants is always an interesting game. I think Washington at Philadelphia is going to be a much more interesting game than people are going to uh, really? think about. But the game that I actually think is going to be a really fascinating game is going to be think... NC at Pittsburgh. That, that will be a good game. Yeah. That I, I think that is going to be fascinating. I mean, I th- there are some there are some there are some good good matches this week. I mean, Monday night game Minnesota Chicago, New Orleans at Tampa Bay. That that could be a really good game. Um, Baltimore and Baltimore uh, and Green Bay. Bay. You see, that's yeah, that's this is a yeah. fascinating week of a it's lot a great of week. games that yeah. look like they're really paired up really well. Yes. Yeah. Um, with the I mean, exception Dallas, of Cardinals at Detroit, <laughs> Dallas, New York. I mean, I don't. I mean, if Dallas needs to, if Dallas 
loses to New York. I mean, yeah, I, I, I can't. If see you're that watching happen. that game, you're going to try to see how many times Mike Glennon gets sacked. <laughs> That's what that game's. Although be. you know, Miami have been ascending a little bit too recently. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they've got. They're, six they're at the, they're they're at home against the Jets. You know, well, if they, they get another win, that would, yeah, if if they're getting another win, that would be what again they've won five or six in a row. So, yeah, and two was not uh, looking bad this past month and a half. No, no, he's not. Um, oh, there's and there's also two games on Saturday this week too. Yeah, so, Raiders and Browns and Patriots and Colts, which also both look like they're also gonna be both really very good games. Yeah, it's a good good docket this week. If so, you have the ability to be able to just sit down and watch football, I would say, like, this is the week. If, you, if you're going to get any storms this week and you're going to be snowed in, this is the week <laughs> to sit down and just watch football and have nothing yeah. else to do. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's a good week. It's a, it's a good week for games. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But speaking of games... Even though neither of us are playing in the playoffs this week, we do have a bunch of players that are going to be playing. Now, I'm in the consolation bracket. Uh, I finished the seventh and you are playing outside week. looking in. Um, so if I had literally just done one game better this whole season, I would have been in the playoffs, but that's neither here nor there because I did not show up. So let's take a look at the... Look, I will this say... In, Go ahead. I think sometimes you do yourself a disservice because, look... You you had Derek Henry and he's he's been injured and I think you you performed admirably with, you know given his absence you tried to make some trades and uh, you know work and and you did what you did and and actually to be honest where you finished it isn't is is pretty good I'm, I you know I'm I'm going to give you credit for 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 you know so in the winners bracket we have Ryan versus Jerry now Jerry. And I'm going to take a quick segue on this. Jerry has changed the name of his team from uh, the Quarren team to the Friday Night Punks. And I'm actually going to, Friday Night to be Punks. able to go ahead and shout out once again the Friday Night Punks. Let's uh, do it. I've taken a lot more time to be able to pay attention to the Discord of this community and listen to a lot more of what the leader of this community has been uh, saying to be able to try to protect what this is. If you haven't listened the past couple of weeks, what Friday Night Punks is is an NFT, a collection of NFTs, which are a pixelized sprite version of popular NFL players. Depending on the type of player, depending on the type of model that it is, you're only going to have anywhere from like 10 total copies of these things ever be made. Um, In some cases, there are only one. One of the most fascinating examples of this is Von Miller wearing a cowboy hat with sunglasses, which is consequently owned by Von Miller. A couple weeks ago, Jerry tuned me on to this Discord community, suggested, hey, this community is starting to blow up. If you are interested in NFTs, this is a good time to be able to get into it. And it's since it's something that we're all passionate about, and since it's something that seems like it's really fun, definitely pay attention to the Discord community, which has been awesome. The person in charge of all of this, Jan, is really, really committed to making sure that this is not just a flash in the pan, that this is something that's going to have some longevity to it making sure that people wanting to get in have opportunities to be able to find new players as they get released here and out. And if you're already into it, there are going to be giveaways, random draw giveaways every single week that give you the right to purchase into another one. When I jumped into this, I ended up buying three of these NFT players. I got uh, Kyler Murray, 
I got Marlon Humphrey, and I got Darius Leonard. Darius Leonard. You got three. I got three of them. Wow. All of them have jumped up in price for Ethereum. Um, Now, when you look at the price of these things, it's not necessarily going to say, oh, you see one of them listed for one Ethereum. That's just what somebody's listed it at. You're still going to need to have somebody to buy it. But if you look at the buy prices for these, they're all going up bit by bit by bit because there's a lot of excitement about something that's really close and akin to like a trading card, like a football card. Like if you ever opened up baseball card packs or football card packs, these are those numbered cards you would see, but just in a digital format. And I have the ability to look at some players that I really like. I don't know about, I don't know if you know this about me. I, I think Darius Leonard is one of the most fascinating NFL players to watch. And I wouldn't be shocked if he made an all-pro team this year. I'm a big yeah. fan of those linebackers that can be everywhere. Big fan of Bobby Wagner. Big fan of Fred Warner. Huge fan of Darius yeah. Leonard. And I'm really excited to see where uh, Micah Parsons can take the rest of his career. So I'm really excited that I jumped onto a Darius Leonard. Uh, the Kyler Murray has been all over the place in price. It's been anywhere from 0.5 Ethereum to like point. 2 or 0.12 Ethereum, which the difference between those prices is anywhere, depending on the time of day, like $500 to $3,000 or something like that. Um, wow. If you're interested in NFTs and you are passionate about football, check them out on OpenSea.io. Uh, that's yep. O-E-E-N-S-E-A dot I-O. And just look for Friday Night Punks. Uh, by purchasing one of the available... Uh, NFTs, you get access to the Discord and you get to join a community of people that are all passionate about this. This is not a sponsored plug. This is just something that I really, really thought to be... I'm I'm fascinated by this and I really think that if you like this type of stuff, you would love to jump into it. Great shouts out. Friday Night Punks. On that note, Team BD is going to be playing against Friday Night Punks. Uh, Ryan versus Jerry. That's... That's for me the matchup that I'm most most interested in because it's two two good teams going at it, and I, I, I honestly I I'm I'm not sure who's going to win. Like they both they both have very decent teams, and really it's, it's a, it is a pick'em to be honest. Now Ryan hasn't taken the time to solidify his roster yet. Uh, he still currently got David Johnson in his starting lineup, but he's going to take him out and he's going to put Jonathan Taylor in. <laughs> Ryan's lineup, right. we've, ta- we've gushed about this in the pack. It's past. It's Dak Prescott. It's Najee Harris. It's Jonathan Taylor. It's James Robinson. It's Tyler Lockett. Um, if we look at Jerry, he's got Pat Mahomes, Aaron Jones, Leonard Fournette, Stefan Tiggs, Rob Gronkowski, Mark Andrews. And the list goes on for both of these teams. Um, I think this is going to be probably both teams are going to score in like the 120s, 130s. And yeah. I'm not willing to predict a pick right now. I I, I think this no, is I it can really, go really it can go either game. way. It can go either way. Yeah. And the Meanwhile, other matchup, I, yeah. I know who you're rooting for because you've been calling your buddy Spencer false this whole year. <laughs> We've got the three versus the six, and even though it's the three versus the six, if I recall correctly, Andy as the six seed has scored more points than anybody else in the league this year. It looks like it's going to be closer than we anticipated too. They look like they're both going to be in the one twenties again. Yeah. Um, Justin but, as an exercise for you. If you were Andy, would you play Jalen hurts or would you play Tom Brady? I, I don't want to say I don't look at the analytics, but I, I often go on gut feel rather than like, who were they playing? So, if you're asking me, 
I, I probably would would play Tom Brady, but I'm just looking at the the matchup. Yeah, Tom I mean, Brady's t- playing against Tom Brady's Orleans against and Jalen Hurts at home. Playing, yeah, and and Jalen Hurts is is again is playing a division game. I know I know Tampa Bay is playing New Orleans, but Philadelphia is playing a division game. Washington is still kind of in the playoff hunt. Yeah, they have a good defense. So I, I personally would play Tom Brady, but that's that's just that's just me. I would have um, Tom Brady in this scenario. Uh, yeah. Jalen Hurts yeah. gives you the the extra points with his legs. Uh, and even if uh, they, the Washington football team is out, Jonathan Allen, the, 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 their their front seven is still hellacious. So I would be hesitant to say Jalen Hurts is going to do much against them. True. I mean, you know, contrary to what you said, there is part of me, you know, it's that, that actually wants Spencer to win. So that <laughs> if, I get, if I get to him, I don't want to presume anything. But if I if I get him, you know I, I can I can get my comeuppance in, because he did beat me. This, he, did. he is one. He is one of my three losses. I, I will say that because you're the number one seed and because Spencer's the number three, the only way that you're going to be able to play him is if he makes it to the championship and you do too. Right, right. So yeah, but um, so you, you heard, know, it, heard it here. Uh, Biz is rooting for Spencer to go all the way and lose in the finals. <laughs> I will say it won't it won't surprise me given given Spencer's luck this year that whoever he plays he will win by 0.1 points. And in the consolation bracket you have once again myself going up against Justin the 7 versus the 8. You have Ned playing against Oliver which is the 9 versus the 10 and I really hope that this match goes like the full 3 weeks in a row in the playoffs. I really want to see how many times Roger can beat Nick. If it's even possible, uh, this this is the match. This is the match I'm looking for. This is a match I'm looking for, particularly where Ro- Roger currently is projected uh, with with 62, 68 points. Yeah. Um. So yes. Um, Although potentially, how on how uh, Joe Burrow plays, he could Joe Burrow could get like forty points by himself and upset the entire yes. balance of that. I mean, I'm sure you know Roger still has Christian McCaffrey in the number one RB spot. So uh, yeah, and so, AJ yeah. Brown yeah. is in there, and agent yes. And yeah. Nike Hines is in there as well. Yes. But if you look yeah. at Nick's team, like, again, I'm not wishing this on anybody, but the Browns have a problem with COVID, and Nick Chubb is on his lineup. Um, the Rams yeah. have a problem with COVID because of OBJ and Jalen Ramsey, and Van Jefferson is on his lineup. So you just don't know. No, no, it's one of these things. You, Yep, you just don't know. Yep. And with that, we, we should move on to, we've only got one more thing to discuss, and that becomes... That's Pickums. Uh, how did you do this past week? Well, basking in the glow of my glorious win in the <laughs> league, I did not really pay attention that much to Pickums. But I'm guessing from your tone that I do recall that I think I lost because I, I can't remember who I picked. Who did I pick? You picked the Bengals. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yes. And the Bengals had an interesting game that they played against. And even if they, they didn't come out on top, um, it was still a fascinating game to watch. Uh, it was they ended up losing to the 49ers 26 to 23 which they is one did. of the games and they came like, back. Yeah, that sounds about right yeah they, they came did back. they came back because the four, yeah the 49ers they went out all guns blazing in the in the beginning and they yeah and the Bengals came back so yeah um, and i i also lost because i picked the cardinals over the rams oh okay. <laughs> so it's it's as you were 
it's, it's as, as you, you were. were. You are still okay. up on me by three points with four weeks left to go. The onus is on me to win out and hope that you win no more than one more of these picks. Cool. You know what is possible? I, and I will say before we do our picks, I mean, this week, there's so many matches where so it close. could go either way. So it's yeah. so close. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember when I was putting in my picks earlier this week um, for the the upcoming week, that I was like, oh my gosh, any of these games could go either way. I'm yeah. pretty confident in the pick that I'm going to be selecting. Okay. I'm just, it is just a weird week overall. Okay. So who is, who is, going, who is going to do the honors? Uh, I can go first if that's all right. With this pick, I'm going to be selecting... A team that we talked about a little bit, a team that's on a bit of a winning streak, and a team that, you know what, they may be able to like challenge for that like final playoff spot, which we actually talked about in our pre-draft specials that we thought that this particular team might be the seventh seed coming out of the, the conference. Okay. But you've got the Miami Dolphins over the New York Jets. Mm. Yeah. And I don't necessarily know if that's a slam dunk because like we take a look at Miami, we're just like, ah, I'm not sure. But, you know, the Jets are the Jets. And they don't have Mike White, Mike White as their savior. Okay. So I, I think this is as safe a pick this week as I can take. And I'm going to take my, my Dolphins pick here. That, that, I mean, that's, that's a great pick. Because I, I agree, they're ascending. They've won five on the trot and then they had a bye. Okay. So, yeah, I think that's a great pick. Miami, they've won five in a row. They're in the hunt for that for that playoff spot. So I think that's a really good pick on to me. Uh, there's actually, can you remind me of the teams? Have I picked the Buffalo bills? Uh, you have, you picked them week 10. I picked the chiefs. Correct. Yes. Cleveland. Uh, you are, you can pick Cleveland if you want. You no, you know what? I know I can't. I can't do that. That's, that's a dangerous. It's a that's, dangerous. That's, yeah, it's dangerous. It's dangerous. Oh, you know what? I, I, the only other uh, is that there's there's really only one left. There's only one team left that I that I feel quite confident about. For Even this though, again, week's for this week's matchups, and it's a division game on the road. But I'm I am going to pick. <laughs> the team in Texas that is not the Houston Texans to beat the sorry New York football giants. Oh, as soon as you uh, said, you know what? I knew exactly that that's what it was. I'm not actually confident because as Stephen A well, always says, just wait. Just they wait. will let you down. They, they will, will let, let you down. down. And this is overall a weird week just in general, just because... So many of the teams are playing so many evenly matched teams for them. Like yeah. the most lopsided yeah. victory that we see this week is going to be Arizona over Detroit. You've already picked Arizona. The next by record that you could look at is like, well, this is a, a lopsided team. Are the the Tennessee Titans, which is nine and four, versus the Pittsburgh Steelers, which is uh, six six and one. I, I don't think anybody's comfortable picking either side of that. Yeah. No. I. I mean. I. I agree. I mean, there's not. Yeah, I I was looking at San Francisco over Atlanta, but but again, that's I that's could see Atlanta being so that is dangerous. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, I, I picked Rams. and I I I actually was was looking at Seattle have won two on the trot. 
Um, but the Rams just just be they're, they're confident after having a great win. So yeah. Minnesota Chicago again, it's a division game, and I'm yeah. So sadly, I have to pick the uh, team from Texas. Yes, yeah, Jerry Jones's team, America's team. America's I will pick team. America's team. <laughs> so just to recap, I am picking the Miami Dolphins over the New York Jets, and Biz is begrudgingly selected his hated Dallas Cowboys against the New York Giants. I am. Biz, is there anything else that you want to talk about, or do you have anybody to shout out before we bring this to a close? Yeah, I would like to shout out the Wooden Cask Brewery that I went to um, earlier today in Cincinnati. They have 10, 10 to 15 cask beers on tap. Oh my it's a God, wonderful, you wonderful... must have been in heaven. I was in heaven. Um, I had a couple of flights. Um, now I yes. know you keep postponing the recording <laughs> so yeah i would like to shout out wooden cast brewery in um actually i just realized it's not actually in cincinnati it's in kentucky because it's just across oh, the river in, is it in covington then uh no it's in newport kentucky close uh, gotcha. close to Co- okay. uh, to covington but um yes um uh yeah shout out to um yeah shout out to uh the wooden cask brewery team and once again, I'm just going to shout out uh, the Friday Night Punks um, NFT Discord community. Uh, again, if you're interested in uh, checking out that community or checking out those NFTs, you can see that on OpenSea.io. Uh, search for Friday Night Punks. They're pretty fun. They're just little sprites, and people are kind of going crazy for them right now. So check them out. Um, Fantastic. With that, uh, my Gatorade bottle is empty. So uh, to that, <laughs> Biz, I wish you a fantastic weekend, and cheers. Thank you. Cheers, Mark. See you next week. See you next week.